regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. The public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Blue Collar Black Lizard Podcast. I'm your host, Stanley Hudson, and I'm under the weather, if you couldn't tell. I feel like dog poo. But since we're so dedicated, no, wait a minute, since I'm so dedicated, we're here to bring you your weekly news cycle. So when you say you're so dedicated, are you here by yourself? That was rude, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, well, you were here, you were sick, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why you're sick. I uh, said, yes, it is. Uh, I had sinus infection. I think maybe I do. Told me. Well, I don't go to the doctor because I'm a man. Uh-huh. Good for, yeah, but you're crying about, oh, my throat's so sore. I can't sleep at night. <laughs> that's not true. That's true. You, you are fake news. I would like to take a moment to say thank you for the reviews because, like, we've had a, a huge influx and the listenership continues to go up. And we got two glowing reviews, or I think it was three. Uh, and, and we had a lot of ratings, but thank you uh, to the people that left us those reviews. Uh, we read every one of them repeatedly, in fact. and uh, <laughs> Kind of like how the Democrats vote. Yeah. Yes. So thank you. Thank you so much to the people that did that. And uh, if you haven't left one yet, or at least a rating, please do leave us one. Uh, you can email us, info at bcblpodcast.com, and we're on True Social at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. Did I, I forgot the website. It's bcblpodcast.com. That's it. How about that? So, uh, remembering. Starting out this evening, we have this is, uh, we've covered this guy before, and I think we, there were some pieces of this clip that we talked about in the past. Pfizer CEO Albert Borla, and uh, ultra deplorable veteran who I follow on True Social, posted this Pfizer CEO Albert Borla should be arrested and charged with fraud by deception and crimes against humanity. I'm going to have to agree. This is a compilation of, or kind of a progression of. Of him, and he, I can't remember where he's from. I think he's from South America. He's got a heavy accent. Uh, so this is the progression of the effectiveness of the Pfizer vaccine. And there's a reason we're talking about this. We've got some new developments. That uh, are telling us that there is uh, uh, a protection against uh, transmission of the disease. There is no that. variant that we have. He just said, "If you couldn't, could you could you tell what he said?" Yes, there is protection from the transmission of the disease. Okay, excellent. Just checking. Okay, identified that escapes the protection of our vaccine against COVID Even. to come now with a treatment of ninety percent effectiveness. You know, personally, makes me a lot very proud about. Uh, and we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a booster. They offer reasonable protection against... It is necessary a fourth boost right now. The protection that you are getting from the third, it is good enough, actually quite good for hospitalizations and deaths. It's not that good against infections, but doesn't last. Good against hospitalizations and deaths. I'm going to have to disagree with that. In my limited opinion, I was... Uh, roundly mocked at work for saying I was a quote-unquote, you know, I never said I was a doctor. My coworker said that I thought I was a doctor because I said I didn't want that vaccine. And so he says that he started referring me <laughs> to me rather as a medical professional. So that's fine. I'll run with that. I tell you what, my medical professional opinion is probably better than yours, which I, I, I've mentioned him before. He got the first booster and he was so proud, but I guess it made him feel all kinds of wacky. So I'm not getting another one. So he's not getting another one. Didn't it make his nose grow some? Don't they have already a... I, it, I mean, it's so big. the beak? What's the thing? Like, you're standing on Earth. If the Earth grew, you really wouldn't notice. So, I mean, <laughs> it's that big. I'm, you know, if I'm within 10 foot of it, I'm never going to know. Like, if he was standing back at 30 foot and it grew, I might notice. It's that big. It's, it's pretty large. But our building's not that big. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big honker. I told him if a tornado rolled through, I'd hide inside it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So... We've got a new video, and this is a member of the European Parliament. 
And so they had uh, some of the, the people that work for Pfizer testifying this past week. And I'll let the video do the talking since. And I do apologize. I have a throat lozenge. So if it sounds messed up, I'm sorry. We're so just, formal. Well, I'm just trying to bring the news, okay? I'm trying to make it through this difficult time of not being able to sleep with my sore throat and whining. No, when you say throat lozenge. You like that pronunciation? Yeah, I was just thinking, like, I got a cough drop in my mouth. Throat lozenge. Well, I'm not coughing because if I was, Reverso would be... Wearing a mask. Not liking it. Yeah. You wouldn't have a respirator that. on. I do like to blow my nose for and, extended periods of time. And throw the tissue at him. Yes. Affirmative. <laughs> so let's check this guy out. If you don't get vaccinated, you're antisocial. This is what the Dutch Prime Minister and Health Minister told us. You don't get vaccinated just for yourself, but also for others. You do it for all of society. That's what I said. Today, this turned out to be complete nonsense. In a COVID hearing in the European Parliament, one of the Pfizer directors just admitted to me, at the time of introduction, the vaccine had never been tested on stopping the transmission of the virus. This removes the entire legal basis for the COVID passport. The COVID passport that led to massive institutional discrimination as people lost access to essential parts of society. I find this to be shocking, even criminal. Please watch the video until the end. Voor u, mevrouw Small, heb ik de volgende vraag waar ik een duidelijk antwoord op wil. And I will speak in English so there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please. Say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer. Yes or no? And I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. This is scandalous. Millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now this turned out to be a cheap lie. This should be exposed. Please share this video. I disagree that it was a cheap lie. That was an expensive lie. The speed of science, how fast is that? The, the, the speed of light. I was thinking the speed of science has always been slow and methodical. I would have assumed so as well, but you got to trust the science. So the science is also trustworthy, right? Like science of it in itself is trustworthy all the time by their rhetoric. And when that's the thing, the COVID passports were, were passed on, you know, supposedly on that basis, which they weren't, they were passed for ultimate control. And now that this is out, that guy will be just like us over there. Like they'll say, Oh, that guy's kooky. Don't listen to him. And all the while, why they, systematically removed people's rights worldwide. There's a lot more to this entire endeavor than they'll ever, than it'll take so much time to, to see not only the negative effects of their, their quote-unquote vaccine, but also as far as globally stripping people's rights away. They refer to it as the Great Reset. I'm a believer that that's exactly what they're trying to do. Restructured world's government, one world government. That's what they want. They have a desire for that, and it's it's not a secret. What's the benefit of that? Control. And like I said before, man, if if you have a dog, like when you buy a dog, do you want your dog to be disobedient or obedient? Obedient. I mean, do you want your kids to be unruly? Do you want your kids at, at every age to have complete and total freedom? No, you want, you want them to obey, and that's all they want. The people that hold the levers of power want people to obey them. That's it. And so if they have to exert more heavy-handed control, just – like a strict parent, that's what they'll do. So they, again, that's why they hate everything confined within the, our, our founding documents. That's why they detest it so much. That's why they're always attacking it. That's why they're tearing down statues and everything else. They hate us. So, and it's not just us. They're they're exerting this type of control through a variety of mechanisms worldwide. The whole idiotic Black Lives Matter movement, a push for socialism. Communism is all that is. Antifa, the exact opposite. Anti-fascist, complete opposite. 
I've said it before and I'll say it again. This does not need to be forgotten about. The, the COVID sham hoax, it was deadly. It's, it's unconstitutional. It's evil. It's unethical and it's immoral. And here you have that guy. So you saw the progression of the dishonesty. Like, oh, no, man, it's 100% effective. Oh, it's 90% effective. Uh, well, you know, it'll keep you from dying. Well, now you're going to have to get a fourth one. And so they just approved, like, a fifth shot for kids or something. Like, I don't even know what number we're on now. But how on earth is anybody still falling for this? They are. That's the bad thing. And a lot of them. The mainstream media and, and all the all the shills in the quote unquote scientific community. Remember, the people that are selling you this are the same ones selling you global warming and other stuff that is demonstrably false and not scientific. But again, they try to dress it up and pontificate about whatever you know nonsense and twist it all up and make it difficult to comprehend to fool people. It's just as easy. This was a stupid idea, and but it sure was a profitable idea. Well, there you have it. But I don't think it was just about that. I don't think it was just about money. I think it was about control. Yeah. And because how many times and did stripping you... stripping rights away and everything else. Right. How many times have you heard them talk about... Even Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and the multitude of leaders around the world talking about this as an opportunity to, to come out of this differently. Uh, the new normal. Dude, these people are looking to exert ultimate control. They're yeah, and I think, it was a, I think it was a test to see really how many people will go along to get along and go along with what they said dude the the covid passport the idea that they're going to tra contact tracing and know your whereabouts dude i keep the privacy settings on my phone the location data services are always off unless i'm using my map for something specifically as soon as i'm done it turn it back off it's 99.9 percent .9 of the time the location services on my phone are off granted that's not complete protection by any stretch of the imagination they have a multitude of ways to find out what you're doing there's a variety of things that they do but um and we've talked about that before, too, trying to mitigate data harvesting your information, keeping your information private, because if everybody did, it would be detrimental to their system. They depend on people's complacency that they forfeit their data freely. But that's a whole other subject we could get into. But this put that on steroids. This was a terrible thing. But I agree. That that guy, that CEO, dude, there, there should be severe repercussions because you deceived the entire, you know what I mean, a... Uh, uh, the entire world. Yeah. Well, how nicely this fell together, and I didn't even plan that. We're here on foxnews.com. Dems deploying DARPA-funded AI-driven information warfare tool to target pro-Trump accounts. So you'll see this on True Social and whatnot. <clears throat> As anti-Trump Democratic-aligned political action committee advised by retired Army General Stanley McChrystal is planning to deploy an information warfare tool that reportedly received initial funding from the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. The Pentagon's secretive research arm, Transforming Technology, originally envisioned as a way to fight ISIS propaganda into a campaign platform to benefit Joe Biden. The Washington Post first reported that the initiative called Defeat Disinfo, how many times have we heard this, a variation yeah. of this, will utilize artificial intelligence and network analysis to map discussion of the president's claims on social media and then attempt to intervene by identifying the most popular counter-narratives and boosting them through a network of more than 3.4 million influencers across the country, in some cases paying users with large followings to take sides against the president. So that we saw a semblance of that. Was that the, uh, the week before last with that one guy, them yeah. straight up just offering the dude money? Yeah. And this is how desperate these people are. And so they had the January 6th committee reconvened, and they're going to subpoena Trump, which is going to be pointless. And I mean, to say it was a big dud is not accurate. It was a tiny dud. It was like when you have those little poppets, remember those things with the little white, and then like yeah. they're weak to begin with, but then you have one, you throw it down, it doesn't do anything. It was that. <clears throat> it's because there are so many hypotheticals, like always. This person said that. It's all hearsay. It's, it's just complete nonsense. But all this at midterms, this is their tactic. And this is, I mean, this is a form of interference, by the way. Like, that's that's completely disingenuous and, again, immoral. This is not the, the behavior of, because that's the thing. You're so unpopular, you have to pay, quote-unquote, influencers. It, but it also makes me wonder how far back and how orchestrated is the, the whole principal idea, capability of influencers as a whole, as propagandists. Yeah, that's just uh, a new term for them. Yeah, because we saw we saw the ones 
that that were being paid to to support the idea of you, the Ukraine debacle to send our money there. <clears throat> yeah, these people are sick, dude. Continuing. Social media guru Curtis Hoagland is heading up Defeat Disinfo, and he said he received the funding from DARPA when his work was part of an effort to combat extremism overseas. After this article was published, the Post updated his reporting to clarify that Hoagland was using open-source technology initially incubated with funding from DARPA. The Post originally reported the initiative is run by Curtis Hoagland. Irrelevant. The effort raised the question of whether taxpayer funds were being repurposed for political means and whether social media platforms have rules in place that could stymie Hoagland's effort if he plays along. Yeah, but you get the gist of it. These people are sick. And so that's this is some of the multi-tiered plan they have to affect the midterms. That, again, uh, the, the nonsensical January 6th committee and their complete partisan sham job. Which did you see where they're... Subpoena Trump. Mm-hmm. It's not going to mount anything because if we take control of the House, that whole thing will be disbanded anyway. And he can stall that till then. And even still, there's nothing to link him to that. What so. happened to all his his lawsuit in New York? I haven't heard anything about that. Him and his kids. They there was a development on one of those where, uh, I don't know if it was specifically tossed, but it, it's falling apart. Yeah, like that's it's, what I there was no basis, basically. No, it, it's all falling apart. And again, the attorney general there campaigned on, you know, getting him like basically a lynch mob. So there's that. And then conveniently check out this next story. This is on AP news, Colorado, 30,000 non-citizens, non-citizens got vote registration mailer. And there's the, uh, nut bar. Uh, was she secretary of state? If I'm not mistaken, let's yeah. see here. Colorado's yeah, secretary of state office says it mistakenly sent postcards to about 30,000 non-citizens, encouraging them to register to vote blaming the error on a database glitch related to the state's list of residents with driver's licenses. How convenient. The office of Democrat Secretary of State Jenna Griswold, a psycho hose beast, insisted none of the non-citizens will be allowed to register to vote if they try. Hmm. Sure they won't. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what parameters they have in place to avert that. The news comes at a time of widespread skepticism, quote-unquote, often unfounded, of voting integrity following the 2020 presidential election presidential election and as Griswold who had t- has touted her role as a national advocate for secure elections seeks re-election in the November midterms and so you're overseeing that 30,000 mailers get sent out to non-citizens and you're we're supposed to yeah. take you're, you're the advocate for secure yeah elections. you're the uh <laughs> you're the poster child for that I don't think so so yeah that's uh we, we've got all that and then that you know kind of just showing you an outline of some of the things that they're going to do and trying to do. And we'll juxtapose that with this guy again, because these developments are still occurring. One of the things that I didn't cover last week was um, when the Eugene U from Connect was arrested, he was fleeing the country without his cell phone. He left his, his house with the phone and he's a flight risk. So no way to track him. hundred percent fed up.com. The curious case of the U.S. Department of Defense contract signed during Obama presidency, Connick, and overseas voters. So just to give you a little bit of idea what was going on with this, because, again, this information is going to take some time to all get hashed out. As frenzied backers struggle to tamp down brush fires erupting around Connick's sharing of confidential election worker information on foreign servers, new information is fueling a firestorm likely to devastate the Michigan-based company. Come to find out... The election software management firm is suspected of compromising the security of the nation's Uniformed and Overseas Citizens Absentee Voting Act. Federal, state, and university officials who helped Connick worm its tentacles into U.S. overseas and domestic elections processes are scrambling to deflect the heat. So you've got a lot of these, uh, and we'll have a link to this in the description, but there's a lot of the, uh, the physical documents there. Eugene Yu, Connect CEO, was arrested and taken into custody on October 4 for stealing U.S. election worker data and storing it on Chinese servers. The arrest came as part of Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gascon's investigation into Connect's possible theft of personal identifying information of election workers. I'm just thinking to myself as I'm reading that, this would not, had it not been for 2,000 mules and the people that worked on it, this and never would have came out. I don't think this would have ever been exposed. And they were right about this, and I would, I firmly 100% believe that the information conveyed in 2000 Mules was absolutely accurate. Nobody can dispel it. They can make, they can say, they can create 
you know, they, they can attack it, but they can and they can attempt to refute it, but there's been zero ability for them to refute anything that was in there. Nothing. And so it's all, all of their defense is based on weak, weak, just like we t- I talked about a minute ago, it's just weak hypotheticals. It's so many things for that to not have been corruption and, and cheating. But all, so all those instances we saw, everything we see, like, oh, no, that's that's not what it is. Like, we're the crazy ones, the election deniers. And, man, I just I think this is wonderful how this guy got popped. But either way, let's continue. What do you think will happen to him? Nothing. I, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. It's not going to be – I don't think it'll be nothing. He'll end up um... – They'll find him dead in his in his jail cell. That or he'll be a, a uh, Arkansas. No, I don't think it'll be that. I think he'll be a uh, he'll be on CNN as a uh, analyst. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Documents show Connect Inc. founded in 90, 1999 in East Lansing, Michigan, received three hundred six thousand grant funding from the Michigan Economic Development Council with Governor Gretchen Whitmer's blessing. Go figure. A quick web search shows that the Department of Defense awarded $247,349 to Connect in 2010 through 2011. The grant's stated purpose was to help the election software management company research, develop, and provide online voting services using automated wizards for absentee voting processes in Nevada, Montana, and New Jersey. Barack Obama was U.S. President from January 2009 through January 2017. In 1986, the federal government enacted the Uniformed and Overseas Citizens Absentee Voting Act in order to enable special registration and absentee voting provisions for military and overseas civilians. The Department of Defense administers the program. According to the Connect Tool app, quote, the city of Detroit, under a grant from the Department of Defense, allows any uniformed and overseas citizen to register annually with the federal postcard application form and request access to an absentee ballot and to submit a federal write-in absentee ballot at the same time easily. After use arrest, the city of Detroit and Fairfax County, Virginia, terminated their contracts with Connect and discontinued the use of Poll Chief, the software used to manage confidential poll worker information. Oddly, DeKalb County, Georgia, with the ink barely dry on his one-month-old contract, voted 3-2 to two to continue with Connect on, the con- on condition the company hosts the county poll worker data in Georgia. Wow. Early warning signs and suspicious discrepancies. In 2020, the FBI Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, Election Assistance Commission, and the National Institute of Standards and Technology described the UOCAVA process as, quote, high risk and susceptible to fraud. Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips first broke the story that Connex servers were located in communist China in January 2021. Conicoa the Great, an investigative journalist and blogger, reported on the findings of the pit on September 8th, 2022. And we covered that way before 100% Fed Up did. Yes, we did. Yeah. On October 3rd, the day before we use arrest, the New York Times, we covered all that. But that that's that process is ongoing. And with the way that, that the people involved in that are talking online, there's a lot more to come with more than just this company. So, and we'll keep you... Posted on that. And while they're calling you election deniers, here's a, this is a long compilation. We'll just let it run for a minute or two. Let me get my uh, voice under control. All right. And, uh, yeah, check them out. You'll, you'll recognize the bulk of these voices. So this is just the, the Democrats talking about the ability for machines to be hacked. We recently also, I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines, um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states but are not state-of-the-art from our perspective. Um, We're very concerned because there's only three companies. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling them. 43% of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. These companies are accountable to no one. They won't answer basic questions about their cybersecurity practices, and the biggest companies won't answer any questions at all. 
Five states have no paper trail, and that means there is no way to prove the numbers the voting machines put out are legitimate. So much for Cybersecurity 101. I wonder what changed. Well, at some point, a light bulb went off in their head, and they realized that they could just use it to cheat. That's exactly what happened. We're going to move on. We're going to get this done. Time is of the essence. We are. So do you think they just manipulated the machines? Do you think they went in, like approached the companies and went in with them? Or how do you think they did that? I, I think that in 2016, I, I think they've been, been manipulating it for a while. And I think maybe some of those people weren't in on it. They, they weren't aware. And I think that it's become that, that I think the Democrat party as a whole is probably more aware of what is actually going on. And they're so, uh, ideologically driven, um, the ends always justify the means. So I think that obviously this has been going on for some time. Yeah. But like, do you think that they just outright approached these companies and said, okay, we need to use this for our gain? I, I think you, my, my, this, this is again, somebody that's in the automotive industry who just analyzes politics, not as a day job as a, you know what I mean? As doing this as a hobby, but what I would, what my opinion would be, would be that, it's been going on for a long time with a select few people in my, in my opinion, like Mitch McConnell would probably be involved in something like that. Um, Nancy Pelosi would be involved in something like that. And you look at the people like Nancy Pelosi being one of them that spoke with such confidence before the 2016 election that Donald Trump would not be the president. There was only very few people uh, in American politics at high levels that had that, that amount of confidence. So I think that, they, I, I don't know that they necessarily approach those companies. I, when you're talking about Pelosi and McConnell specifically, they have tie, long-term ties to China with uh, McConnell. It's his family. And so I think that it was developed over the long term. I don't know that, the, I, I don't, so basically, I, I don't, I wouldn't imagine that they recent, not just, let me try to just clear up my mind here. They wouldn't have recently established these connections. I think that only recently a larger amount of politicians are aware of what's actually going on. That's what I think. Because I was just thinking, like, if they're if they were in on these three companies at that time, they wouldn't be airing it out like that. Well, I, I think it was ignorance. I think that that the, they specifically may not have known, but that those that footage was post twenty sixteen when they were all confused how Donald Trump won. Because they, in my opinion, they cheated in twenty sixteen and they didn't cheat enough. And when and, and again. Remember back to the to the the media's like certain people Hillary Clinton being one of them, which is in the and I've said before in the highest echelons of, of, of American politics and really geopolitics. Uh, but she's again she had that level of confidence, and, and it's just my opinion. My my opinion. She had that level of confidence that I was describing. She knew she wasn't going to lose. Dude, they ordered all those fireworks and all that stuff, and I think that like and I want to say. What was it that happened with those fireworks that she was going to set off with the glass ceiling and all that? Like, because that that's that uh, venue she was in had literally had like a, a it was glass. That was a beautiful scene, by the way. All those people crying is when the numbers came in. That was awesome, dude. But they didn't, you know, obviously they didn't get to set off their fireworks. But uh, and they spent a lot of money for them. But yeah, I mean, I how I think that the those connections were established a long time ago and then had to be exploited more severely to rein in the po the sheer ridiculous popularity of Donald Trump. That's what I think. And and I think not only that, but people like Carrie Lake, people like people like Ron DeSantis, they want to mitigate that. Not even mitigate it. They want to extinguish that. They want people, to, they're trying their best to convince people that this is fringe thought process to want basic, basic small government with sound policy. They don't want any of that. They want insanity. These are the people that want to mutilate children's genitals and everything else, they're sick. And so, dude, when, when somebody comes along and says, we're going to do comprehensive, uh, stable, sound-minded governance, and something as simple as close our border, and we'll be on that in a little bit, and it's disturbing. And so remember what I'm saying now when we get to the end of the show. People that want stability and common sense, they're, they're calling us all crazy. We're MAGA fascists for wanting the border closed. And again, I will put a stamp on that with a massive exclamation mark at the end of the show why the hell that needs to be done. I mean, and everybody knows it needs to be done, but there is so much sick stuff. And it's one thing to arbitrarily talk about child trafficking, but we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. 
a few minutes, but it, it, I could obviously ramble on and on. But the short way of answering your question, you know, I, I, I think that was done over the long term. But there was a bunch of gaffes by uh, Joe Biden this week, and this was uh, – I, I chose this article on Breitbart, which is a video. We'll just watch the video just because the, the initial few comments were uh, great, so – <laughs> it'll it'll save me a little work. All right. I was being lazy, I suppose. Soldiers of campaign learned to scale rock, ski, and survive, preparing for the war they were about to fight. The pivotal moment came, as the senator pointed out, in February 1945. A surprise ally attack in the mountains in Italy. Imagine. It's pitch black, punishing cold. The mission high in the mountains that hinged on the skill, strength, and stamina that could have only been gained in a place like this. They're more than ready. They were more than ready that day and since then. American soldiers in the 10th Mountain Division scaled that 1,800-foot cliff at night, caught the Germans by surprise, captured, captured key positions, and broke through the German defense line at a pivotal point in the war. Just imagine, I mean it sincerely, I say this as a father of a man who won the Bronze Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. Imagine the courage, the daring, and the genuine sacrifice. The <clears> genuine <throat> sacrifice. They his all son made. didn't lose his life in Iraq. Soldier. He's the one that died of brain cancer, correct? Yes. And he just says that without skipping a beat. Yeah, so scroll down to the comments. Uh, so this is uh, Sapper One's comment. A dose of reality for the uninformed, and let's be very clear. Bo Biden was a lawyer, not a soldier. He slept in a bed every night. He ate three hot meals a day with multiple menu options. He had access to a shower every day. That is, even before he never fired or needed a weapon, never took around, and always had other vehicles in front of him if he left the wire. He died of brain cancer while he was Attorney General of Delaware, a position that is a coin flip that he had strictly because of his last name. And then so Jedi Master Trump, Trump Plorable, says, and while he was laying in the hospital bed, his crackhead brother was screwing his wife. That's true. And then another re response to that from Sapper One. And filming it and giving her crack. Both are real winners. Let's not let Haley off the hook. She enabled the worst of his behavior, participated in a significant way, and disposed of a firearm that was not hers in the most irresponsible way possible. Boom. Roasted. Wow. Yeah. Dude, and that's the thing when he said, like, nobody else with a Biden the other day. They're just total crap bags, dude. <laughs> and, uh... And I, I'm I, I don't know about Bo Biden. I'm taking that guy's word at face value. I know that he obviously didn't die in Iraq. Like, dude, you're a you're a liar, and you lie. I mean, I would I would say with regularity, but that doesn't that really doesn't denote the frequency of which he lies. Like, he's a pathological Constantly. liar. He, he he's yeah. a habitual liar. Yeah. And it's disgusting. He's a scumbag. Speaking of scumbags, moving on. This is Corey Bush. Uh, this is a video. Uh, this is the the Black Lives Matter activist that won the uh, House seat. It's a video, so we're uh, we're gonna get a little hot take from her about her. Yeah, she's a big abortion advocate. Okay, and so let's just hear what she has to say about her abortion experience. Second, one of the things that really struck me in the part of your book where you talk about um, the experience you had with abortion is how nuanced your view is. Um, because this is a complicated topic. And you talk about how the fact that it's complicated showed up in your own life. Yes. Um, you became pregnant two years later when you were 19. Mm -hmm. And you chose to have an abortion. You went to an abortion clinic. At this time, you were enrolled in university. You had started Harris Stowe State University. Mm -hmm. And you got to the clinic and had second thoughts. Yes. Walk me through what happened. So I, I was thinking back to the first abortion. Okay, you've done this before. You know the rooms. You know what it looks like. You know what it feels like in, in this place. You know what to expect. You know um, that you may experience even some harm or some racism in this, in this space. Like, I thought I was ready. Because you had experience um, because racism I, previously. I had. So I thought I was ready. And I went in and I went through all the steps because they were like, you. it's almost like an assembly line. You know, you go from room to room. And I got into the last room. I, I was helped up onto the table by the nurse. And I laid there and I started to think, well, one, I didn't tell the father 
that that was about to happen. Um, I and I just I just felt like I needed more time. So I said, no, you know what? I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. And the nurse just, you know, wouldn't listen to me. And I said, no, I'm not ready. And as I'm saying no, they continue to pull the instruments and, you know, get everything ready. And and it was just like, no, calm down. You know, no, you're going to be okay. So you were telling them that you didn't want to move forward. Yes. And they were ignoring you. They were, oh, they absolutely ignored me, um, even to the point of, you know, like calm down as if I was the problem. And so I didn't really know, like, I, I didn't understand at that point where, uh, like, where I had a voice, like, mm-hmm. who listened to me. And so I remember laying there looking to see um, if there was someone else in the room that would that would listen to me. And the they ended up putting, during this time, they put the instrument inside me and started the instrument. So it was, and I'm saying no, but it was too late because you can stop once it started. Why do you think they didn't listen to you? The same as, as other times where I haven't been listened to by a provider um, or medical staff. You know, I Why? was a young black woman. You know, I, it, multiple times I felt like it was, oh, well, we know better. You don't know what you need. You don't you don't understand we know better Uh, and we've got a second video for her but we'll we'll wait just a second the the thing is you know it's complicated and nuanced we've no it's not you you can in which supposedly the first pregnancy was rape and then the second one was just for convenience statistically speaking the likelihood of that actually being rape far be removed from me maybe we'll get some hate mail and considering her political leanings, her penchant for dishonesty and hyperbole, I don't believe her. I'm, I'm, uh, I'll drop the pretenses. And I don't believe her. I think you're a liar. Um, and one thing that stuck out about stuck out about that video to me was uh, how incredulous the the who is this woman firing line with Mark Margaret Hoover, like they they were ignoring you. What difference does it make? It's a clump of cells, remember? It's a woman's right. Like, what difference does it make? What's the big problem and what's with all the disbelief if it's just a clump of cells? It's not a human being. There's no problem here. It's a medical procedure. What? And would, I'm at, would like to ask Corey Bush, what's the problem? Why aren't you ready? This is just like the other time. What's wrong? If it's a clump of cells. Like, if abortion is a right, what's wrong here? I don't understand. Do you? No, I mean, why? Yeah, why would you have the guilty feeling? Why, right. why would you have the second thoughts now? And so, and to to kind of even dig further, they're not listening to you because you're black. They're killing your kid because it's. But they, by the same token, they're they're not listening because you're black and they want to kill your kid because it's black. Then, all right. Yeah, like, because when she yeah. said, "I haven't told the father," I mean, so okay, yeah. so you admit that you're it's a, an actual baby inside of you. Not only that, you're also being again deceitful. Yeah. So how? Because you deceived him. By not telling him, you shortchanged the baby's life by killing it. You're not an honest person. You're not a good person. You're rotten, and you're a commie to boot. So let's check out the next video. At 17, I was raped and became pregnant. That's the start of my abortion story. Millions more have their own. Let me be clear. Forced pregnancy is a crime against humanity. When an extremist court dictates what we can do with our bodies, that's violence. But together, St. Louis, we're powerful. Together, we'll reclaim our rights. We will not let up. We will not yield until abortion is legal everywhere and everyone has reproductive freedom. I'm Cori Bush, and I approve this message. So was it reproductive freedom when you told them to stop and they didn't? So who who is the extremist? The people that that think the baby should be safe. Like, you don't seem to be very consistent. You seem like you're insane. And she, I mean, again, I'll go ahead and say it. You don't seem like a very intelligent person. You don't seem like a leader. You seem like an idiot. She left the second abortion out of her story. Why didn't she tell that part? That's a good question. I was curious about that, too. Mm-mm. Because she only tells people what she thinks they need to hear. Exactly. Because Just like she knows she's, more she knows than better. Yeah. She, she knows what's better for them. Yep. She's a steaming pile of hypocrisy. Yep. Speaking of that, we will move on one more time. 
This is on Gateway Pundit. Kanye West blasts liberal Nazi group mob and explains exactly why he triggered the cult with White Lives Matter t-shirts. And so this is just a quote from his his interview. Uh, uh, he was asked about his, I guess his necklace has a photograph on it. It's a photograph of a baby's ultrasound. It just represents life. I'm pro-life. I don't care about people's responses. I care about the fact that there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point, Kanye said. 50% of the black death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for an audience of one, and that's God. So, and they're like, so this guy's been kicked off Twitter, by the way. And so they're, they're trying to cancel him, which isn't going to happen. It's not possible. But they can't afford for a guy with his platform to talk common sense like that. Like, they're, they're, they're going to do everything they can to ostracize him. They've talked about having him committed. And for like I said earlier, they want common sense to be labeled as crazy. That's the upside-down, bizarro world we're living in, dude. Yes, and wasn't he talking about how Kim Kardashian's trying to indoctrinate mm-hmm. his kids yes. and everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I I don't know a lot about him, or definitely don't know anything about her. Um, and it's it's you know I, I do remember whenever the uh, Hurricane Katrina came through, and he was with Mike Myers from SNL on uh, telecast, and he said George Bush doesn't care about black people off script, and everybody loved it. And uh, which I mean, I, I think it's fair. It's an accurate statement because I don't think George Bush cares about any people, but <laughs> black people included, but. Uh, you know, they loved it. And now that he's, that's one of the things, man, like, you know, Oprah Winfrey, like your truth and all that hogwash, like that, that's the thing. It can be this person's truth as long as you agree with it. Like, it's just disgusting. And this is a prime example of that. Yes. Yeah. This is what I was talking about earlier. And we're, this is long, but we're only going to do a small amount. Number one is nauseating, disgusting, and infuriating. On Gateway Pundit again, uh, and I've seen uh, several videos like this where, like, citizen journalists are down on the border. And uh, disturbing video shows young illegal immigrant children who appear to have been drugged at the southern border. Like I said, we'll just give this a minute. This is actually from InfoWars, the footage. Um, so, yeah, we'll give this a roll. There'll be a link in the description if you if you care to watch it. But <clears throat> you'll hear a little bit of narration here. Like, we'll we'll just give it a minute or two. You know what's really sad though is most of these children look like this isn't just a natural sleep. They are they are out. No, no, they look they're sedated. They, they are sedated. sedated. They look at them. Look at them. This is this is not. Look at he's just like completely lunch over. Jackson, when the last time they ate was. Yeah. Um, so this is what we're telling you. A lot of times these children don't belong to some of these people. Okay. This is human trafficking. They're not even reacting, huh? See, see how they don't react? Their pupils don't even react to the bright light in their face? No, these these kids are drugs. ¿Qué le dieron a los niños? Mira! Mira! This is really a reality. This is actually the United States right now. This is a third world country. This is the United States. And unfortunately, our law enforcement agencies are out here assisting and abetting in the the child trafficking trade, guys. Absolutely. There's like no way that you can call me a conspiracy theorist. There's no way that you can say that we're making shit up. We're out here, guys, living this day after day. Y'all y'all think we do this because we enjoy it? We literally go home with that's enough. stuff in our head and seeing this. That, uh, yeah, that's that, that's absolutely infuriating. It's hard not to uh, lace this with, with expletives. But exactly what that guy's saying, this is Biden's America, and to see these children in that in that state it is and and that's the thing i mean that's what i tell my kids is you have to be so careful because if someone swipes you and someone kidnaps you i mean that's probably the first thing they're going to do is give you some kind of drugs or do this to you yes right here Mm -hmm. absolutely and then i mean you're gone there's no telling where in the world you will be. Yeah, you in all likelihood you never see him again. I know it. And to me, I mean, all of this is insanity. 
but um, you know, Reverso asked last week about a particular story, like what's what's the purpose behind what what the motivation behind what some of these corrupt people are doing with their money politically. So you have to wonder what what is the motivation for the Democrat Party to to open the floodgates and allow this to knowingly gleefully allow this to happen when in the Trump era you had, you know, quote unquote kids in cages that were, you know, originally constructed during the Obama years. And so AOC goes down for a photo opportunity and uh, she's crying, but nobody cares. So obviously with the influx of people coming across the border, you have exponentially more human and child trafficking occurring. And where do these kids end up? That's my question. There, there. I would, I would submit that the bulk of them are being molested. Yeah, the 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 vast number of the what what else could these wackos be doing with them, or I mean, even what, harvesting the organs or anything like yes, that, and being sold on the black market. Absolutely, yeah. and and that's the thing. Like you can feel good about yourself. You can have the sign in the yard that says this house is, you know, there's no borders or whatever the nonsense that it says. This like this guy saying is the absolute unequivocal reality. And this is what people need to be forced to see. And it's up to media outlets like Infowars. It's up to media outlets like this and people that are going to tell the truth and aren't scared to tell the truth. And you're, why don't you see this on any nationally syndicated news? This is absolutely appalling. This is disgusting. And dude, I'll be honest, man. I've, I've heard people talk before about, you know, quote unquote conservative types, but, but people people that that have a low level intelligence that that try to speak on things politically, talking about immigrants in a certain way. Oh, kill them all, kill the kids, they're like cockroaches, which is a horrific thing to say. Leave the children. I don't give a damn where they're from. Children are off limits always, without a shadow of a doubt, unequivocally. I don't care where they come from, if they're legal or not legal. Their kids are off limits always, and Democrats think they're doing a virtuous thing by by doing this. Do they know they're doing? I don't know. Does the does a stereotypical Democrat voter know they're doing this? Probably not. I, I don't think so because I think they are just going along with everybody else, and I think a lot of times they're just so hell bent on being against. Mm-hmm. a certain group of people yes. that no matter what, they're going to stick to what they supposedly believe in and they're not smart enough or disciplined enough to do their own homework and do their own research and to actually see this stuff. If they did see this, is this enough to change to change their opinion to overcome their disdain and fake hate for Donald Trump? Their contrived hate for Donald Trump. It's not fake, it's real, but it's contrived by lies. This one thing alone, probably not. Then screw them. Like you're terrible. You, you're scum. Yeah. That you you can't allow to, to to you can't allow yourself to continue to vote for policy that that does this. But I think this would trigger something inside of them, but, and plant a seed inside of them. For a lot of people, I think it probably would, because when I see videos like this, I instantly put my family absolutely those absolutely in those frames yes absolutely and i get emotional when i see stuff like this yep i get emotional when i see movies and things because i i don't know if it's natural but that's just what i do not any parent does i believe unless you're a democrat and dude i'm not even trying to be funny it's profound like because i i I agree that maybe in a small percentage with what you just said but i think these people would make excuses for that oh no they're not no that's not what they're just asleep they're tired but yeah like they're racist and that's that dude that's their one tactic like racism no like this is horrific they're unnatural but but furthermore do do we need unmitigated uncontrolled people coming across our border legally hell no like we don't want that either but this is a, a gargantuan consequence of that and you think the democrat politicians don't only know about this but benefit from it dude horse crap man it's just it's a sick thing and Democrats everywhere. Dude, if it isn't even for all the stuff with butchering kids' genitalia and, and mines and everything, all the sick things they do, all the terrible policy, and the, like, you're just sick people. I've got no sympathy for the Democrat Party and Democrat voters anymore, man. If you're a Democrat voter, you're no friend of mine. I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm just not. Like, I, I know people like, oh, my liberal friend. I have no liberal friends. If, dude, if you support this, you're not my friend. Like, I don't, I don't want anything to do with you. I'd like you to stay away from me. It's not my job 
at this point anymore to win you off the fence and try to convince you with reason. If this can't make you reason, I don't want nothing to do with you. I think you're a bag of shit. And if that's extreme, so be it. To me, it's common sense. These are babies. Yes. These are absolute babies. Yes. And they're full of drugs in their system, bringing them here illegally with not their parents to do God knows what with them. Yeah, there's no reason they would not be with their parents. Yeah. And if and if you knew this was occurring next door, you'd put a stop to it instantaneously. Immediately you would stop this. Absolutely. And, but they they vote for this time and time again. And we're crazy. It pisses me off, dude. It makes me sick. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. Are we ready to move on? I don't see any more tabs open. Well, I told you this is going to be quick. I'm not feeling well. I would like to talk about uh, Derek Evans, the January 6th defendant that um, we had on the show almost I mean, three months ago now. Um, we had some uh, hand handwritten letter correspondence from him, and I'll keep the bulk of that private, but... Um, I, I really, really liked, uh, his last, uh, his last thought because he's very active on truth social. That's in there too. I'm also excited to get back to my true social family plus rejoin the fight for Liberty. This has been a very hard experience, but I do not regret it. I can endure this total. I'm sorry. I can endure this today. So hopefully my children and grandchildren won't have to in the future. I think that's awesome. Yes. And so, um, as of this recording, he's got, Less than two weeks left. Oh, as of this eight, recording. Eight days. Yeah. So, and I would submit to our listeners, man, uh, say a prayer for Derek Evans that uh, he has a uh, quiet, peaceful, and uneventful uh, last few days and transition back to his family. And uh, God bless him. I love his mentality. Yeah, and his family. Mm -hmm. I mean, pray for his wife and his children. Absolutely. So... That is our episode for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the people that have left us reviews and ratings, and please continue to do so. And we will catch up with you next week. Take care. It's too true for radio. No, you can't sing about it. They'll show you the door. Because Nashville ain't got any balls anymore. They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave. But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show But that's too true for 